Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As we join together this evening to celebrate God's great gift of love to us in the Lord's Supper, the Apostle Paul urges us to see this wonderful blessing from God as a gift of the highest and utmost value that God wants us both to use and to share with others. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Christians in the city of Corinth, beginning with verse 23 of our reading, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the meal, he also took the cup, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Through these words of the Apostle Paul, we see that when we receive the Lord's Supper, we are passing on the remembrance of Jesus' sacrifice for us and for the whole world. Remember that our Lord Jesus gave us this wonderful gift of his own body and blood in the Lord's Supper on that night that he was betrayed. The same night on which all of his disciples, his, his closest followers who had become his dear friends over three years of his public ministry together, when all of those closest friends of his forsook him and fled in fear. We also remember the times when we ourselves have also betrayed Jesus. The times that we have forsaken him, when we have forsaken his word and his will for our lives, we may try to make excuses for those times. We, we may have explanations that may sound pretty good, at, at least to ourselves. But we also know that the real reason and the real problem behind our betrayals and our denials of God and his will is sin. Now, people may try to excuse it. They may try to call it self-expression, or they might say that a person just has to find himself or find herself. They might argue that the real reason and the, and the real problem behind uh, the, the things that people do is they just need to, to go out and experiment and, and do their own thing, and it's not such a big deal. But we know deep down in our hearts, from our conscience, and we also know clearly from God's word that if that action or word or thought is against God's law, then it is sin. The Bible tells us very clearly that sin separates us from God, and it separates us from each other. It causes rifts in, in those relationships. It even causes separation, ultimately, in the end, from life itself. God's word on this subject is very clear and it's all inclusive. He says to us in 1 John chapter 1, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we say we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. And so as we pass on the remembrance of Jesus' sacrifice both to ourselves and to each other, it is right that we are ready to confess, together with the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament, we all have gone astray 
like sheep. Each of us has turned to his own way. Yes, we confess that there is no reason in us, there's nothing about us that would cause our Lord to give us any good gift. Paul asks that we remember that just as he himself, the Apostle Paul, received this gift from the Lord, that we also receive. The Lord gives. He comes to us with his love and with his grace. The gift we receive is sacramental. The action is from God to us. It's not from us to God. We are not giving God a gift. We are not making a sacrifice to him in the Lord's Supper, but rather he is the giver of the gift. And we simply receive it with glad and thankful hearts. As Jesus gave the gift of the Lord's Supper, he said, this is my body, which is for you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. So we remember why he gave. Jesus gave himself as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In some amazing way that goes beyond our ability to understand, all the sins of the whole world, of all people, of all time and place throughout the whole world, were placed on Jesus. He carried all of those sins of the whole world in his own body to death on the cross. He gave his body into death. He shed his blood on the cross in order to bring us forgiveness. In his love, he gives us his own body and blood, that same body and blood that he gave and shed on the cross. He gives it to us together with the bread and wine in the Lord's Supper as the sign and seal of the covenant of forgiveness from our loving God to us. A God who loves and, and cares for us enough that he gave his one and only Son as the atoning sacrifice that sets us free from slavery to sin. We remember that he gave because he wanted to give. When Jesus stood before Pontius Pilate, the governor of Judea, Pilate became so upset with Jesus because Jesus wouldn't answer his questions. Pilate asked him, Are you not talking to me? Don't you know that I have the authority to release you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no authority over me at all if it had not been given to you from above. So we see that Jesus willingly gave up his life. He did so out of his obedient love for God the Father. He willingly gave his life for us in order to save us, his sheep who had gone astray because of our sins. And now as we receive the gift of the Lord's Supper, as we remember why he gave that gift, we now have the wonderful opportunity to pass that on to each other. We reach out to each other also with the same forgiveness of sins that we have received from our God through this gift of the Lord's Supper. And so the Apostle John writes in his first letter in chapter 2, I write these things to you so that you will not sin. If anyone does sin, we have an advocate before the Father. Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the whole world. 
So here God shows us that this gift of forgiveness is not something simply for us to put on a shelf to be a nice decoration for us to look at and, and eventually to ignore and, and to leave there on the shelf. No, it is to be passed on. It is to be given to others also. All of the things that have bothered us, all of the, the sins that have affected us have also been paid for already by the atoning sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Whatever our personal complaints might be, whatever slights or, or injuries we have received, she ignored me, he lied to me, they were unfair to me, he insulted, she hurt. No matter what the sin, no matter what the hurt might be, we can remember the forgiveness of sins for ourselves and for each other. We, who have been forgiven, will also forgive one another. We will pass on this gift of God's love to others. Another important aspect of receiving the gift from our Lord is that we pass on the use of this gift, that is the participation in the Lord's Supper. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And so we're called on to emphasize for ourselves and for each other those words, do this. The doing, the participation in the Lord's Supper is not something that is optional for us as Christians. The invitation to receive the gift is not something that we can take lightly or take for granted. In the Lord's Supper, we declare and confess the real presence of our Lord Jesus. But if we stay away from it, if we don't take the opportunities that are given to us to receive this gift of the Lord's Supper, to renew that covenant of God's love and forgiveness and mercy to us, to declare his presence within and among us, if we don't take those opportunities, then instead, by our absence and our abstinence from the Lord's Supper, we are in fact making a different declaration, declaring that the Lord is absent from our lives. And so instead of doing that, let's keep ourselves and keep each other connected to Jesus by regularly receiving his holy supper. In the Apostles' Creed, we confess our faith in the communion of saints. We who all have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus our Savior, we belong together, united together. We need each other. In this same letter to the Corinthian Christians, the Apostle Paul speaks about the church, about all believers, as the body of Christ. He declares that the body, even though it's made up of many different parts, is one united whole. Yes, it is made up of many individual Christians, but we are united together as one body with Jesus himself as our head. And so just as you can't separate one part of the body from the rest of the body and have that separated part still be alive and healthy and thriving, so also it's mortally dangerous for any individual Christian to wander away from the body of believers and to refuse to use and receive the gift of God to us in his word and sacrament. God calls on us to pass on our encouragement to others so that they join together with us in use of this wonderful gift of the Lord's Supper. 
God warns us in his word that the sheep that strays from the flock and from the shepherd is in grave and mortal danger. Think of some of your own personal fears, doubts, worries. There are times when we may even question our faith. Doubts about our relationship with Jesus may come into our minds sometimes. We can be frightened or frustrated when we discover that the same sins plague us over and over again in our lives and we have to fight those same spiritual battles again and again in our lives. We can be saddened or or even fall into despair because we realize that far too often we lose those battles with temptation and sin. Those fears and doubts are very real for us. When the battles are going on, the doubts are at their greatest, and when we sense the smallness of our faith, that is when we desperately need each other. It's much harder for us to doubt or to worry or to fear when we join together with our brothers and sisters in Christ in confessing our faith, in acknowledging our need for forgiveness, and in hearing the comforting declaration of the real presence of Jesus in our lives. We do need each other. We are called to encourage each other to use the gift of the Lord's Supper and to participate together in the covenant that Jesus gives to us in his body and blood, given and shed for us for the forgiveness of sins. On that night that he was betrayed, after he had shared this Lord's Supper with his disciples, Jesus went out with his disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane where he prayed to God the Father about the cup of suffering that he was about to drink when he would be arrested and beaten and mocked, falsely accused and convicted and and finally nailed to the cross. And during that time of agony and prayer, Jesus asked for the support from his friends. He asked that they would watch and pray together with him. And that request, From the Almighty Son of God, we can see the importance of supporting and encouraging one another. We need each other. And we can also give each other strength through the good news of God's love that we also receive from him. We're given the wonderful opportunity to pass on to each other the hope that we have through Jesus. In verse 26 of our reading, the Apostle Paul says, As often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We proclaim Jesus' death. We share the message. We pass on the hope that we have in Jesus our Savior. We know that Jesus died on the cross for our sins because of our sins. We pass on that hope that we have in Jesus. Here at the close of another season of Lent, in which we have once more heard again and and remembered all of the sufferings and death of Jesus for our sins and for the sins of the whole world. We know that because of his forgiveness of our sins, because of his death and his resurrection from the dead, that we are looking forward to an eternal celebration of the victory that he has won for us. The Apostle Paul wrote about this to the Christians in Rome. Romans chapter 6. We were therefore buried with him by this baptism into his death, so that just as he was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too would also walk in a new life. 
For if we have been united with him in the likeness of his death, we will certainly also be united with him in the likeness of his resurrection. And since we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. That life in Christ is the hope that we are able to pass on to each other and also to everyone else in the world. We count on the real presence of Jesus with us each day. In Jesus, we have the hope of winning battles against temptation and sin. We can consider ourselves, as the Apostle Paul wrote, dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. We pass on our hope to others by proclaiming the death of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, by testifying about the new life that is ours because of Jesus' resurrection. We may not be able to speak like angels or to preach like the Apostle Paul, but all of us can share with others the hope that we have through Jesus. We all can pass on the gift of God's love to others around us. We've come together tonight to remember. We remember that on the night before Jesus gave himself into death for our sins, he also gave us the promise of his presence with us and the assurance of the covenant of his body and blood. We've come to proclaim his death and to declare the promise that he will come again and take us to be with him in heaven. We are here again tonight to receive again the gift of his love for us in the Lord's Supper and to pass it on to others. So we can say to each other, go in peace and live in the power of God's love. The Lord is with you.